The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl King today with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. As they said on Squawk, stocks coming off five straight weekly gains, longest streak for the Dow in almost two years, but futures are back, uh, backing off ahead of a busy week, including a jobs number on Friday. Our roadmap begins with stocks on that tear. Fed Chair Powell says any talk of rate cuts is premature. Bitcoin, 20-month high. Gold at an intraday record today. And Uber shares up 5%. Company is set to join the S&P 500 in a couple of weeks. Let's begin with the markets, Jim. Um, what do you think the reticence is about today? Well, I think there's, uh, let's say, incredible speculation, uh, whether Bitcoin, gold. And I think that scares people. I think people say, you know what, maybe we're overdone. We have had such a huge rally, Carl. So I think that anybody who thinks that we can just continue just because we have momentum has to take pause. When you hit Bitcoin hitting 40,000, 41,000, what happens is that people say, whoa, 42,000 overnight, too crazed. It's too crazed. So it's it's the fear of speculation returning to the market and then the possibility the Fed would have to react to that. Yes. Now, I think that the Fed doesn't want to, to, look, why tip your hand? But at the same time, Carl, it it is so worrisome to see gold so high and to see Bitcoin so high, they are signaling that rates are going to drop to one, two. And there's the Fed saying they're not going to drop at all. So there's this disconnect. And the disconnect is making it so people feel, whoa, I don't know where stocks are, but they're too high momentarily. Uh, we, I follow this S&P oscillator. It's plus seven. It's the most it's been in ages. So I just say, let it cool down. Just don't be aggressive here. We are selling for my travel trust. You are? Yes. Trimming everything? Or? No. Um, we're, we're, we just feel like we're 9% cash. I'd like to be 10, 11% cash. I just feel like there's just too much risk. And I don't want a year end to lose some, you know, what turned out to be a pretty good year. Right. Uh, kind of fits with what at least Mike Wilson is weighing in with again today, that December uh, is going to be a bit treacherous. Right. But he did use the term soft landing. First time. Yes. I mean, you had to parse his headline. Yes. But I just feel like uh, there's going to be volatility, and I just I don't want to be part of it. I mean, look, everybody has gains. Mark Zuckerberg has gains. He's taking some profits. Yeah. I just think that I I I am aghast that you could have Sam Bankman Sam Bankman Free. He is. It looks like successful prosecution. Boom. That has caused this thing to almost be free of corruption, so to speak. And it's become become what the younger people involved. You saw Robinhood stock up today. Mm -hmm. And I just think that in the crossfire of Mega, Mega 7, crossfire of of what was supposed to be a broadening rally, it's shrinking. And I just didn't expect this. Yeah. That said, um, a lot of constructive comments about fundamentals over the weekend. Ed Yardeni... Wages and salaries in October, record high. Employment, record high. 
uh, services beginning to crack, rent be- inflation beginning to moderate. The backdrop doesn't, hasn't changed for you, has it? Well, I just think that, that those are all things to say the Fed will eventually have to cut. But isn't gold saying the Fed's going to cut now? I mean, you don't buy gold unless you think that rates are between 1% and 2%. Uh, I have no idea what crypto is saying other than, look, don't trust anything other than crypto. I want something which says, says we're fine, of which the ones that do say that is GM. GM get upgraded. By COVID. That, that's good. I don't mind that at all. But, you know, and I like what Yardini said, but I still think that I can't believe I'm agreeing with Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the, the man you've tortured on TV for more than a year. But then he agrees with me. He's all planning. <laughs> so I, I, I think we're okay. We have Pacham and Terrace. But I, I just, I see mega cap. I see the, I see the Mag 7 all going down. I see positive notes about NVIDIA. NVIDIA, which is yes. you know, hold, don't trade. That's coming down. So I want to wait here. I don't want, I want to have more capital so that when stocks come down, I can buy. Do you think... Are you worried about CPI being an unpleasant surprise? No, or no? no, I think those are all going to go our way and the bull's way. Everything's going to go the bull's way, except for the fact that people are getting ahead of it so much that I just want to say, you know what, let's see more good data and then the Fed might change its tune. But right now, I don't think the Fed's, I know everybody thinks the Fed's about, about to cut. I think that's so wrong. I think the Fed wants to stay here for a long time. They want to be sure they're right. Yeah. Uh, big piece in the journal over the weekend, uh, Nick Timmerose, basically arguing the Fed is probably done, but they don't want to say it. And that was clearly reflected in what Powell said on Friday. I think we have some of that, Rack. Take a listen to what the Fed chair uh, said on Friday. It would be premature to conclude with confidence that we have achieved a sufficiently restrictive stance or to speculate on po- when policy might ease. Some said at least we got the well under restrictive. Well, I mean, look what we've got in the S&P. I, I mean, we are, until I came in today and I saw rates go higher and I see the speculation, I felt pretty good. But you know what? Speculation is per se bad. And I don't want to see, see it because it says that people are getting ahead of what the Fed is doing. We were doing fine. And I still think we can do fine. I, I, I'm not, I, I respect Jardini's work. Uh, but I do think that we've got to accept the fact that there is going to be volatility here. There just has to be. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, oil continues to confound a bunch of folks. We're going to get some headlines today that they're going to refill the SPR as quickly as they can. No, um, they didn't do it last time. Right. The president didn't do it last time. This would be brilliant because it's the great short and then cover. Uh, but I also know that he said it last time and he didn't do it. And there's nothing that says he has to do it this time. Right. And more doubts about OPEC+. Plus. Uh, yeah. Some thoughts about whether Brazil actually joins the cartel in January? Uh, all I can tell you is, is that when I look at these prices, they say that the, it's the Saudis in charge. All these other countries are, I, I think, tertiary. I think that the Saudis don't want it below 70 because then they can't make enough money. They don't want it above 90 because that allows the Permian to have, you know, go from 13.5 to 14.5. Natural gas, it's warm again after being cold. Natural gas at 260. That's what Americans, that's the bigger bill, the heating bill. So it, that, that's going the bull's way. Rent's going the bull's way. Food's going the bull's way. Right. Uh, but then again, you have speculation going the bear's way. Yeah. Um, 
uh, interesting piece over the weekend in the journal about goods deflation, which they argue will help us get back to 2%. A reminder of what Walmart said about food and groceries but a few look, weeks ago. Yes, look where Walmart's stock is versus everything else. Walmart's stock is signaling that they're not going to make as much money because they have everyday low pricing. They are really the barometer of, of what inflation is. But I, I don't think that I think they're the outlier. I think that everybody else is not lowering prices yet. And everybody else, I mean, let, let's say, look, you have Foot Locker saying full prices, no promotion. You, you have, uh, I'd say, most of the, uh, uh, of the off-price guys not cutting prices. Yeah. Even I thought they right. were. Because inventories are so clean. Yes. Right. You know, inventories are down so much. And I just think that what happens when you get that is you have Walmart, Foot Locker's incredible. You have Walmart saying, listen, we're going to take prices down. And you have everybody else saying we're not. And there's no pressure. So, I, again, I think it's a mixed picture. Ecom, we have people today saying Ecom's not, didn't do that well. Ecom was very, very strong. You have Amazon cutting prices and Walmart cutting prices, and no one else. No one followed them. Uh, that's kind of suboptimal if you're the Fed. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, maybe we'll get a little more information. Shopify does have an investor event this week, along with McDonald's and J&J, and a bunch of conferences taking place this week as well. I think that J&J, uh, they've been in the clear for asbestos talc for the last couple of weeks. So it's a good time for them to talk about uh, how they've got new drugs. I, but I don't feel like that. I think that the next piece of information after that is then going to be talc. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, China's the other big story today. Headlines about uh, more pressures over there, uh, borrowers defaulting in record numbers. Goolsby was asked last week, uh, what would be the biggest downside scenario that would, that would accelerate cuts? And one of his answers was a, a blowout in China, and not in a good way. Well, look, I was talking to Eunice. Eunice, she was here. And, and, it's, and it was terrific, because what she's saying is, look, you got to be aware. It's a big problem. And I was thinking, how about $800 billion? No, bigger. Because I said, pick $800 because that's what the Chinese have in treasuries here. Not enough to save? It's entirely possible it's a bigger problem than that. Yeah. At this point, would you rather own India or China? Have you thought about that? I like India, but I think I like India because they have a younger population and growing population. China, older population, shrinking population. And I think the growth does matter. But I just think when I read about what's going on with China, I hear about these banks that I've never... I mean, every bank sings as big as J.P. Morgan. <laughs> I mean, every bank. So, I, look, I, I, am very, I, I am very afraid of China. But then, they, then you know, you'll get some, you know, Xi'an or Temu, and people get excited. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pin Duo Duo, they get excited. I, I, I don't want anything to do with China whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, meanwhile, our own regional bank index, the KRE, back above the 200-day. I mean, late last week's action in banks, Jim, was really interesting. I think that any bank that has a 6% yield is a 5% yield, and not because they cut the dividend, but because the stocks are going up. I, I, I watch, just so you know, I watch First Horizon. Because remember, uh, TD was going to buy First Horizon for 25. That stock was, uh, was at 11. It just moved to 13. That's a good percentage gain. People want that kind of gain. And it's still, think about it, it's still 12 bucks below where, where TD was going to buy. Right. But isn't this sort of what every, I mean, 
Wasn't this the playbook that you sort of was wishing would happen? A broadening of the market, right. more names above the 50 or right. the, above the 200 day, less reliance on the MAG 7. That's working, right? All that's working. Against that is that we're really overbought. And gold and Bitcoin. Bitcoin cannot be here without people thinking, whoa, what's happening? And I just don't, I, you know, look, I want Bitcoin lower. What can I say? I want it lower. It's a push right now. Uh, yeah, it's a remarkable, I mean, above, uh, first time above 40K since May of last year, and 41K is about a 19-month high. That's happened like quickly. It. I don't like it. And, uh, but I, uh, look, I want the MAG-7 to come down a little, bring the money to other sectors. But I think that this is exactly where the market is just going to just, uh, we've been saying flop and chop. Uh, to club members. There's just, you know, we've kind of gone as far as we can go without a bit of a pullback. That's all I'm saying. Just a bit of a pullback. Right, right. Um, yeah, well, the, the November everything rally, Jim. I mean, nothing well, didn't work in November. Uh, look, Santa's coming to town. <laughs> it's just it. He's not coming to town to Laura. And it, boy, is it warm out. <laughs> He's melting. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of snow for the sled. No. <laughs> Still to come this morning, uh, m and a story today. Uh, Roche jumping into the weight loss drug wars. As you might have heard, Alaska Air paying a big premium to get Hawaiian. Don't miss the CEOs of both carriers coming up in the next hour with our Phil LeBeau. Take a look at the pre-market here. We'll get to a lot more, including some of the calendar headed our way in the next few days, including that jobs number on Friday. Futures are red. We're back in a moment. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Alaska Air to buy Hawaiian Air for $18 a share in cash. It's about $1.9 billion once you roll in the debt. Uh, Jim, uh, what do you make of the, the reason for the purchase, uh, whether it gets approved, some of the synergies? You know what? This is a good deal for the consumer because there'll be more flights. That has always been the problem. Not enough flights to why. However, the Justice Department has said over and over again, we don't like these murders. Uh, Justice Department right now still uh, JetBlue Jet Spirit. And I just think that what they're so knee-jerk that they, when they see a deal, they presume what's going to happen is rates will go higher. That's what they're worried about with JetBlue Spirit. They'll worry about this, too. They won't worry about the number. They're not concerned about that. They're concerned about the price. And this does not make, I'm looking at the you know, research, which is all very positive. Sure. doesn't change things. Uh, price is going to go up, according to the Justice Department. That's a, and I spent a lot of time with Justice on this. They feel that they blessed too many moves. They've created, there's actually a piece that literally in the time set by Tim Wu saying what's happened is every time they do a deal, it raises price. So forget about what they say. 
and watch what they do. Uh, Tim Wu with an op-ed. Uh, Lena Khan, a deal book last week, saying they probably should have done even more earlier. Uh, Phil LeBeau joins us this morning. He's going to have the CEOs of the two carriers on in the next hour, Phil. Uh, approval will be a topic of discussion, right? Absolutely. And they think it'll take 12 to 18 months. Let's see how this plays out also with the election that'll be coming up uh, next year uh, in terms of whether or not this deal ultimately goes through. Look, from Alaska's perspective and from Hawaii's perspective, this makes total sense. Uh, partially but what, by you guys, what Jim was talking about there, but also look at it from Alaska's perspective in terms of, and I know they're, they're not concerned, the, the, the DOJ won't be concerned with this, but from Alaska's perspective in terms of its growth, the West Coast is very strong. And I know a lot of people on the East Coast don't really know Alaska, may not fly Alaska very often, if ever. And they may say, well, how big is Alaska on the West Coast? It's very big and continuing to grow. And it's very strong and profitable. Hawaii has always been a big destination for them. Now they would like to use Honolulu as a, as a point where they can expand Asia-Pacific routes from there. They believe that there's some international growth that they haven't been able to do in the past, that now they can do, and they can take the fleet from Hawaii, which will continue flying, but as they, as they feather in different aircraft, they can take those long-haul aircraft, use them for some transcontinental routes here in the U.S., and potentially use them as they ex continue to grow internationally. So from Alaska's perspective, this makes 100% sense, and from Hawaii's perspective, Look, growing was always going to be a challenge. It's always been a challenge beyond the flights to whether it's Seattle or California or Portland. Growing beyond that has always been a challenge. They now have the heft with Alaska in order to do that. You know, Phil, there's a rather amazing thing going on here. Those of us who have flown to Hawaii know that it, it, it's so expensive because there's no competition. This would really help. Right. However, the Tim Wu piece today in the Times talks about how the Justice Department feels it created the big three, United Airlines, Delta, American, eliminated a lot of competition, and they're done doing that. They don't seem to even think that what, is it possible that any ticket prices go right. down? How do you deal with their knee-jerk nature versus with the reality? Well, and the other reality that is not getting enough attention, have you seen how many flights Southwest has added to Hawaii, Jim, and what Southwest is doing with inter-island traffic over there? I mean, if, I'm, if I was, not that I'm giving them advice, but if I was Alaska, I would go to the DOJ and say, excuse me, have you seen what's happening with Southwest Airlines and its expansion into Hawaii? There's competition there. I, it, it used to be where it was really limited competition to Hawaii. Mainly it was Hawaiian Airlines, and then you had some others, and then Alaska started growing. Alaska has made a real priority to make the flights from Seattle as well as California, Portland, over to Hawaii. That has, that has grown and that has been a big part of their business. And they believe that they can continue expanding, but they don't believe that they dominate this market to a point where nobody else can fly in there because you see the growth that Southwest is enjoying. They should just listen to Phil. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Phil was neutral. It's not one way or the other. Special advisor to the FTC. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. We'll see you in a few minutes, of course. Uh, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Futures are red on this Monday. Uh, as a busy week's about to kick off. Don't go anywhere. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. 
I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Ford's got some U.S. auto numbers out for November. Let's get back to our Phil LeBeau. Hi again, Phil. Hey, Carl, the overall sales down 0.5% in November compared to November of last year. But you're really seeing at Ford the split in the overall market in terms of demand, ICE versus hybrid. ICE sales down 6.5% last month. Now, obviously, the UAW strike impacted some of the demand with things uh, like the Ranger as well as the Bronco. But the hybrid sales up 75% in November compared to last year. EV sales up 43%. Lightning had its best month ever. We cannot say this enough, guys. We talked about it last week. Hybrids are so hot right now. I've talked to a number of Ford dealers here in the Midwest who have said, I have people come in right now. They don't ask about internal combustion engine first. They don't ask about lightning first. They ask about hybrid. That is the starting point for many buyers right now, not just at Ford, but at other brands that are pushing hybrids. So again, Ford overall down 0.5%, but the hybrid sales up 75%. Phil, hybrid, they make a ton of money. They should be, honestly, yep. Ford should be spewing capital right now. That's how strong they should be now uh, post the strike. Any possibility that you could just see the coffers go up and people start feeling that maybe Ford's in better shape than the stock indicates? Oh, I think so. I think there's definitely that possibility. I think everyone's trying to digest exactly what the impact will be from the UAW strike, Jim. Uh, we yes. know that the raw numbers, we know in terms of $900 per vehicle in labor costs increased over the life of the contract. I think that over the next several months, we start to see a little better digestion from investors in terms of the impact. And look, it's not like GM, Ford, and Stellantis are out of moves, and we've actually seen these stocks come back a bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be some. It's going to be more challenging, obviously, with a new UAW contract. But look, what you see with Ford and the pivot to hybrids. I mean, that was a smart move by Jim Farley. It's very well, smart so move, smart. and and so they, they've got a sizable business in hybrids that they can expand on. Uh, to that point, uh, guys, Mizuho does up GM today to buy 42. Uh, strikes in the rearview mirror. Uh, wage increases are offset with some cost reductions, Jim. They're pausing the cruise investments near 10-year trough valuation. Uh, look, I think that I don't want to say the tide has turned uh, because the history says we're going to go EV. But there is no doubt that we're in the sweet spot for they have a reason to not do uh, self-drive. And they have a reason to not do EV, so they don't look so bad. They don't have to do the big battery investment for the moment at Ford. I think the story over the next few weeks is Ford's cash, how much it really has. Uh, we'll find out. We'll talk more about the upgrade. There's some Tesla news this morning as well. Phil, thanks. Uh, we'll see you in the next hour. Phil LeBeau. The opening bell's coming up in a few moments. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash. You know, even though Lulu reports on the 7th, I mean, this week, Thursday, Wells Fargo does the unthinkable and downgrades and says that what people want are laggers. They want Gap Stores. They want PVH. They, they, they want uh, Victoria's Secret. They want Burlington. This is that whole thing where I'm saying that the half price or full price. So I don't know. I mean, to me, Lulu is so strong, and I think it's going to have a good quarter. But this is what I'm so afraid of. People have said Lulu's moved enough in advance of the quarter. Let's take some profits. Because look what happened to NVIDIA. It started going down. Look what happened with Amazon. Look, 
look at what happened with Apple's it's been mature. Sure, yeah. And those are all superior names. Lulu's is a superior name. People are laggards. I don't like it when the market rotates to second-tier companies. We need to see that stock rotate back to you. Uh, yeah, one of the big calls of the morning, uh, as well as goes to equal weight, uh, Lulu. Uh, let's get uh, the opening bell here at the exchange of the big board. It's Bricksmore Property at the NASDAQ Warranty, a Japanese marketing and research company. Jim, as 4,600 remains pretty tough resistance. <laughs> it is. Uh, look, I, I think that all in good time. I really like the market here. I just don't have to love it today. I mean, I think that what we're seeing is the digestion. Uh, I want to see. I think Google will actually be a great test on Thursday. If it actually starts going back up, what you say is quality is still reigning supreme. But right now, quality is, is, is at a discount. And that's why you see so much red. Right. Um, does that mean uh, you think the Russell outperforms in the coming weeks? It sure did last week. Yeah. And the week before. But remember, Russell led by things like Affirm, which is just on fire. Affirm's almost double. Right. Now, that's an example of shorts that went awry because they're buying all pay later. Turned out to have very few defaults. Max Levchin knows how to lend. So, I mean, just be aware that some of the Russell are, are pretty good. And don't forget, by the way, this crazy rebalancing with the S&P, where they put in Uber well before I ever thought it would get in. How yeah. about that? Yes. How about that? Yep, Dara Kazushahi with a nice tweet on Friday saying yes. it's going to be nice to come into the office on Monday as uh, Uber and Jabil will join. No, Jabil just blew up. How about that? <laughs> so you buy, you short Jabil because the quarter was terrible, and then... You know, Shazam, you got hit up by S&P Upgrade. But first source, that stock has been the weakest. And then suddenly it's in. I mean, this kind of thing is what confounds the shorts. I think this is a moment where the shorts are really hung and the longs don't know whether to press their bet. Right. And that's a no man's yeah. Or no man's Yeah, it's a, not a bad-looking chart on Uber year-to-date. Oh, no, I love Uber yeah. here. I love DoorDash. I love Uber. I love Airbnb. That's been terrific, even though nobody likes it. Yes, there have been some selling. Uh, Chesky, and they've been some unloading of shares. No, no, don't do it, yeah, Brian. Yeah. But look, Brian, there's a lot of guys, whether it be Zuckerberg or Brian, sure. they've had such a big run. Uh, Bezos, yeah, a lot of selling. Right. right. But I, I come back and say, no one wants to see it ever. Even if it's for estate planning, even for a giant house, no one wants to see it. Because it says, what am I still doing if they're getting out? Right, right. I get, I get that. I get that. Uh, there's a ton of news this week in uh, TMT. Barclays has a big conference where you'll get Intel, AMD, Microsoft uh, presenting this week. Meanwhile, this bundling between Verizon, Netflix, uh, $10 a month as part of a monthly perk, a uh, membership perk. I thought that was a good deal. Verizon's starting to do a lot of good things. And I, I'm mindful of the fact that they were written off. Uh, and as soon as they were written off and it went to 8% yield, it's just, been a, it's just been a horse. Now they're starting to do things. They're starting to play offense. I thought that was an offense deal. Uh, I was surprised. At the same time, we're seeing so many negatives on Disney+. Plus. Uh, except for when it gets together with Hulu, it's not right. so bad. Right. But right now, there's just a, I just say, buy, buy Roku. I mean, that's been the winner, and it's going to stay the winner. Right. Uh, Disney uh, did not have good uh, Marvel's numbers over the weekend, for example. Uh, will be the first Marvel's Cinematic Universe movie not to cross $100 million domestically. The other big news, Jim, is AT&T Nokia, where there's going to be some uh, fissures of their 5G uh, preferred carrier status. 
And I think Nokia was under some pressure this morning yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I, I really hate that stock. I've hated it since uh, 98. <laughs> it's been it's just been one giant yeah, slog. Don't care for ATT. Not playing offense there. Not at all. Uh, I do want, you know, there's some product announcements from AMD. That should matter. But right now, AMD's also winner going to hold. Pause. Not bad, right? but pause. Although today, Piper uh, replaces AMD as a top pick with NVIDIA. With NVIDIA, but NVIDIA has moved too much, and now it has to rest. It just does. It has to rest. That's okay. Hey, think, look, I know there's no speeding tickets in this game, but if you watch NVIDIA, the stock has said, it, it, look, it's going to... Uh, it's going to pause. Now, on 2025 numbers, it's selling below the market multiple. But that's 2025. That's a couple years from now. Right. Um, not quite crossing below the 50-day, uh, but if it were to, uh, somewhere around 453, it'd be the first time since, say, the beginning of the month. Yes. Or beginning are, of November, I should say. Yeah. I know. And people are saying, tell me what's new. Well, I'll tell you what's new. They have a software division that, should, that really should soften any decline. Uh, but no one's thinking about that. They're just thinking about hardware right now. I want to try. I, look, I know I'm trying to change the dynamic when I talk about it. But the, the world has decided it's a hardware company. And so it's, it deserves a hardware multiple. I think that's quite wrong. I think it deserves more than that. Uh, you, your mention of J&J earlier reminded me of this upgrade of 3M, where Barclays, at least, goes to equal weight. I love this one. You do? Yes, because what they're saying is the litigation risk from the combat arms proposed settlement, which is a tinnitus and deafness uh, really terrible for veterans. They've, uh, they've got a possible fairness hearing December 16th that, on the deal they already have. And then, don't forget, the Forever Chemicals deal. Looks like it, it's preliminary court approval coming up. These are what drove it from 150 to 90. So it makes sense. Now, they didn't take it from sell to buy. Watch this one. Because this is a dividend aristocrat that still raised its dividend by a penny and I think deserves a higher price. Yeah. That's going to be the first uh, decisive move toward the 200-day since July. The, look, the two biggest problems have, have been combat arms and PFAS. And if those are solved, like J&J wants talc solved. It hasn't been able to figure it out. They should just go call uh, Mike Roman at 3M and say, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, you've, been Mike, through, how do you do you've been through the ringer. Your, your mention of dividends reminds me of Disney from Friday as well. You were, you've been calling for Nobody it for a cared. long time. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, there it is. And, you know, one of my Brian Stoto, I was, Ben Stoto and, and Jeff Mark said to me, Jim, Everybody knows. I said, no, no, it's like a really big deal. It, it's big. It's big. Uh, My stage director knew. Brian, he knew. He's, in the gym. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim, you told all of us. Everybody knew. Uh, Jim, the other outsized move today is going to be Spotify, up almost uh, 10 and a half uh, as they lay off about 1,000 employees. It's almost a, a fifth of the workforce. Boy, they're in business. They are sick of losing money. Uh, Eck is sick of losing money, and business is great. So this is one of those where, you know, you really have the, this is what Salesforce did. Revenue's going up. Uh, the chart looks great. Oh, my God. No, this is the kind of thing. I like this because they've got a reason to buy. It's, this isn't just one of those, ah, let's just keep buying because everybody's buying. This is solid, and this is what has to happen. We need to see catalysts. And this was a beautiful, beautiful decision. I, mean, I hate people to lose their job. Yeah, I know. But, wow, the chart here is the best in the book. Does it make you wonder whether or not we'll see a, a little rash of year-end uh, efficiency uh, well, maneuvers? See. It sure worked for Zuckerberg. It sure worked for Benioff. Wouldn't be so bad at some of these other firms. Uh, Amazon's been consistently 
you know, kind yeah, of yes. quietly. Like, Alphabet could use a bit of a layoff. Yeah. Apple doesn't lay off people. Right. Right, we'll see. I uh, took some by surprise this morning, given how healthy the equity has done. Uh, look, I was shocked at this because the last quarter was really great. But a guy who just says, listen, we have to make more money. We can't just have revenues grow. Well, nice. Hey, by the way, I think you're going to Broadcom reports. I think, you know, they laid off 1,300 people. That's not the plan. 13,000 is more the plan than 1,300. I was going to ask you of the reports this week, uh, Broadcom, Lulu, Chewy, DocU. Chewy's got to lay off people. I hate to say you it. think so? Really. DocU, too. I mean, these are places that they just haven't done the cuts, and, and they don't have the revenues. They just don't. Look at that. Yeah. That's Amazon. Amazon decided to want to know that market. But, you know, Amazon doesn't come out and say we're going to destroy anybody. That's kiss of death. Right. Uh, the other, uh, we mentioned J&J uh, and Shopify as big investor events this week. But McDonald's will be another one. Some, some wire commentary today about them getting more aggressive in China, buying back a bigger stake of their operations there, expanding into that country. I like everything I hear from McDonald's. Everything. But you know who I really like? QSR. I've got to tell you, the, uh, the, you know, it's the Burger King. People should know restaurant brands. Yeah. Ever since Pat Doyle got in there as the executive chairman, these guys have been crushing it. Tim Hortons is doing great. They're finally putting the money toward Popeyes. I like that one more than McDonald's. It's interesting. I wonder, there's because there's some share going on back and forth. The argument is that McDonald's wants some back. Well, Burger King's not going to, they spend a lot of money, they compete. But it's the other divisions that are starting to really look good in international for, for uh, restaurant brands is very good. And they don't compete. Young International is very good. Nobody cares. But they're going to start caring. They're going to start caring because it's too good. Uh, in autos, interesting piece on the wire a moment ago, Jim, that Sixth, the big rental car company, the biggest in Europe, is going to phase out Teslas because uh, the residual values when they get rid of them is so low. Stephen Scherer said they're never going to do that at Hertz. Well, I shouldn't say never, you know, but doesn't want to do that. And he, the point he makes is that, look, it's the best-selling car in America. We have to have them. But it's just been a disaster because of the value and how to fix them. And then we've seen I, I was going to say, it's not just a Tesla story. Uh, the Journal's got a piece today. Average price of re- repairing an EV, like six grand, as opposed to all cars, four or fair, four right. and, and change. You know, look, your rental car, people don't necessarily use them as well. Uh, they, they don't know how to drive. One of the things Stephen said is that not everybody knows how to drive a Tesla. And they, they're excited about it, and then they don't know how to drive it, and that's how things go wrong. I don't know. When I drove it, I didn't think, I'm not a great driver. I'm not a terrible driver, but I knew how to drive a darn Tesla. I mean, I was going like, now admitting I was going 100, I thought I was going 60. Man, you know, it's 100. Holy cow. But that was my biggest mistake was 100. It was on the Jersey Turnpike. I just like, 100 wow. on the Jersey Turnpike? This thing's incredible. And the, the, the person from Tesla was with me and said, Jim, you, you got to take the foot a little bit off. And then, of course, I stopped. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. way. It is a different experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's very different. Are you surprised that um, out, of the, out of the box, at least, equities are, are struggling despite yields, you know, with a 10-year at four and a quarter? We are just going to do this for days. I'm telling you, we'll do this for days. And what will happen is we have to shake out some of these hail fellow will met buyers uh, that are coming in here. And, you know, look, I, I, we have a lot of good quarters that reported last week. I mean, we had Snowflake and Salesforce report on the same day. Those were beautiful quarters. And Snowflake's still going higher, but Salesforce coming in. That's the kind of 
uneven expectations I have here. Uneven, not negative, just uneven. Right. We have moved past a lot of AI-related presentations, yes. right? And product talk. Uh, a lot of that's in a, that happened in late November. Well, so. you know, you're seeing these big uh, ETFs for AI, and it's like that's the kiss of death, an ETF. I mean, you think they come up with them ahead of time? Right, right. Uh, I, I had a, on last week Vertiv. Now, that's a tertiary AI play because you got to keep the AI cool in the data center. And that makes sense to me. I don't mind that. That's not, you know, that's late to discovery. But, Carl, when we see all these stocks that, are, that have had giant moves and they're coming down a little, I just say, don't panic, but ride it. Yeah. Ride it. Yeah. Except if you, if, if you want NVIDIA here in town 10, don't say it's too, I got to get out. Just say, all right, that's fine. Let it come down. I'll buy some more when it stops. It will tell you. The stock will tell so you. So you're, you're you wouldn't say you're an aggressive buyer on dips? No. It doesn't make sense to. Let things come down. Let these, these people who bought it last panic, get out, and then be interested. The one I care the most about is Amazon, by the way. Why I is think, that? Because I think Amazon's having a fantastic period right here. And, and whether it be Amazon Web Services, which I know is doing well from just talking to NVIDIA, whether it be uh, Amazon Retail, which I know from, from the Adobe's, from the Shopify. Remember, Shopify's got a tie-in with yep. them doing well. If that one's coming down, they're all going to come down. And you know, just wait. Yeah. It's so boring to wait. It's boring. <laughs> I like boredom right now. I'm really advocating boredom. The, only, the other thing we have not yet mentioned, Jim, is um, uh, some of these attacks on U.S. assets in the Red Sea. I know. Uh, Israel expanding their ground offensive in Gaza hasn't gotten a ton of attention on the tape this morning, but it's getting mentioned. Do you think it's material? Well, look, I, I, I'm always mindful that Jamie Dimon says it is. And, and not that we need the oracle of, of New York City to say it, but he's worried. I was very glib this week. I did a piece uh, for club members. And maybe I was a little too uh, glib about what Jamie's saying, uh, a little too glib about the bear case. But I, I do feel that those stocks, whether it be RTX, Lockheed Martin, when I had uh, Jim Takelet on, they're okay. They're okay to buy. I think the bill's going to pass. I think there's going to be more money. For, right. For That's the other, the other headline today is that Senate Republicans, some talks are breaking down yeah. regarding some funding. I think that, that those can be bought because they've come down already. Wait for it. Look, anything has come down already. You know, if Meta goes to 300, NVIDIA goes to 425, these will be attractive to me. But I want to wait. Uh, yep. Um, as you can see, some, some moderate weakness, Jim. In terms of uh, sell-side calls, we mentioned 3M. Carvana, uh, JPM goes to neutral, 40. I love that call. I, you know, I had them on. It, sometimes you're afraid to have a company on because it'll just be viewed as an endorsement. But when I had Ernie Garcia on, he told a tale of, of getting the price down for, for when they fix a car. Remember, you give them their car, your car. They fix it, and then they sell it. The key thing, the delta of Carvana, is how much it costs to fix a car. And they've got that down a lot. And that was brilliant mm-hmm. by, by Ernie. Ernie's a winner. And I know the shorts hate saying that. 31% of this of company's float is short. They're betting against a guy who turned out to be a lot better than we thought. Hmm. I had the guy on when the stock was at 12. I said, I think he's a winner. And then I said, when he was at 35, I think he's a winner. He's a winner at 39. <laughs> he is. Um, the other uh, name that's appreciated is Bud. Downgraded today at Deutsche. They go to hold. It's, it almost retraced some of the summertime drama, Jim. 
It didn't quite fill the entire well, gap. It really it, made a comeback. Yeah. And, and yet it, the share take really wasn't that good. I'd, I'd be worried about anything liquor when it comes to GOP. Because uh, even though beer is better than than whiskey, better than bourbon, but there are gradations of what I mean. It's kind of GOP one when you read the data. It's like it hurts vodka, it hurts gin, it hurts bourbon. Doesn't hurt beer that much. Uh, it doesn't hurt tequila, tequila <laughs> which is now much. like the hot category, yes, for the last uh, couple I, of years. You know, they, why these things? Agave. It just doesn't hurt agave as much. Uh, uh, so beer, yeah, not great. Not great. The studies that are that are being done right now, I mean, they're not studying mezcal versus tequila, but they are saying clears versus browns. Uh, GOP is such a powerful concept that uh, it's all now. I think the stocks were overdone, but the fact is that that there are people who don't drink liquor coming into January. Dry January this is true. And younger people, I don't know. They like Celsius, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there is they like pot. Yeah, that's uh, that's taken some of it too. Although, yeah. good luck getting MSOS to do much of anything, no, right? No. <laughs> uh, look, I, I would be concerned. Uh, I do think that that beer is social more than bourbon, but I think when people see when they start doing this two drink test, which is that for heavy drinking, I think people are going to say, "Wow, this is a way to prevent heart attack and obesity because al- sugar." Alcohol, sure, that's all it is. Uh, We'll keep an eye on this. Not many sectors uh, doing in the green today, at least. Financials uh, is among them. Uh, Energy, some industrials, healthcare, and staples. But tech definitely lagging today, as you can see, the NASDAQ underperforming. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or you can always use the QR code on your screen. The Fed is in a blackout this week, so we're going to rely on the data. ISN services tomorrow, ADP, productivity Wednesday, Claims Thursday, and of course, the jobs number on Friday. Right now, 10-year holding in just above four and a quarter. Don't go away. Some S&P laggards. Alaska Air is at the top uh, in the wake of that uh, announced deal with Hawaiian Air. Although we should mention the Dow Jones transports uh, almost uh, two-thirds of a percent. That's the highest level since almost Labor Day. Wow, rails. Yeah, as some of the other uh, uh, constituents uh, outperformed Meta, AMD, NVIDIA, uh, followed uh, Alaska Air on a tough morning for tech. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Now, what's going on is that there's this broadening to lesser quality. And one of the higher qualities has been United Rentals. It's been just a horse. Key bank downgrades it. Basically just saying, you know, look, it's, it's just moved up a lot. Uh, the, a lot of the good news is in it. Now, against that, you'll have something like a Lowe's, which is moving up, where the, the good news isn't in it yet. So there's people moving from, I know the great news, to, oh, wow, here's some good news. So be careful, because when this happens, you know, you're selling the good to buy the not so good. That, that's okay, not a great thing to do. Let this flop and chop until it's over. You think it's a phenomenon that surpasses just specialty retail and all of those names you mentioned earlier. Look, Walmart is the highest quality, and it's the worst stock. You know, how long does that go on? Do you really want to just continue to buy companies that aren't that good and sell Walmart? No. There's a level to buy Walmart. It's just not here yet. Pretty close, though. All right. How about tonight? All right. Marvel's not doing well. How about Marvell? Marvell had a bad quarter, but their AI part was very, very good. Matt Murphy's going to tell a good story about, about AI, but everything else, wow, not good. 
Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts, right? Jeez, I, mean, I know. I mean, look, it's a hard moment because people want to be, they want to sell Microsoft because it's down 10. Please don't do that. That's high quality. Don't sell Microsoft. Right. Um, and um, I know you mentioned uh, the transports during our, our cluster there, but you mentioned the rail specifically. Well, CSX is telling me, they were telling me a few weeks ago, business isn't that good. But you know what? That's what people want. Union Pacific, the business isn't that good. They want that. They wow. don't want the ones that are doing well. They want the ones that aren't doing well, betting that the, if the Fed isn't going to raise, it will do well. Uh, there's a lot of hope there, Paul. Hope should not be part of the equation. Stick with quality. Hope I like quality. Not a strategy. Uh, Jim, we'll see you tonight. Uh, good hour. I got you a lot. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Dow down about 67. When we come back, as we said, the CEOs of Alaska Air and Hawaiian Airlines on their merger deal. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 